Hello, Trash Crusaders. Welcome to episode 35 of Save Trash Cinema, the podcast where exploitation and exploration come together. It is I, your guide through trash cinema, everyone's favorite dumpster boy, Cayman Darty. And on today's episode, we're combining babes, bikinis, the most dangerous game, and trash cinema into what could only be described as the R-rated cut of a Dial M for Monkey segment when we cover the boobalicious 1987 sci-fi film, Slave Girls from Beyond Infinity. But before we get into that, let me introduce you to the two unlucky bastards joining me on today's episode. First up, he once tried his hand at big game hunting, but was promptly detained after maiming six kids while attempting to put down the rascally Jasper T. Jowls at the local Chuck E. Cheese. My friend... Badger Schweigert. This is all true, Cayman. I, I need you to know something about my life that has changed since we last recorded this podcast. Oh, God. And I think it's going to influence every episode of Save Trash Cinema. Wait, you have forward. a nickname now? No, 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 no. Oh. It's worse than that. It's a lot worse than that. Since we last recorded, I had the unfortunate privilege of yeah. watching Jim Cameron's Avatar The Way of Water. <laughs> and I think that that's going to really kind of shape who i am on this podcast moving forward now that i've seen that movie i just wanted you to know because we've not discussed this because you are no longer fighting against big box office or because you now appreciate the films we cover i i i don't know yet the answer it just i something has changed within me something is not the same well uh depending on what that sounds like we might be in uh we might be looking at auditions for uh some new co-hosts so yeah came in i'm through with playing by the rules of someone else's game Oh, no. Next up, I'm not entirely sure why I'm even introducing her, since anyone who's ever listened to an episode of STC knows that if the title sounds like it could even potentially include nudity, she'll be lurking in the shadows, drooling on herself. Liz, the mouth of the South McLean. That's me. Um, I, I am drooling, actually. Have been <laughs> since about 3 a.m. So. Goddamn, Liz. Here we go. I can't wait. Liz just Liz just finished up a twelve hour nonstop marathon stream to raise money for the Trevor Project. Shout out to Liz for doing the Lord's work. Um, She's also very tired, so let's just give her uh, a moment of silence. No, we're not going to give you a moment of silence. We got shit to do. It doesn't matter. It's fine either way. Just bear with her as she tries to formulate every single thought that comes to her head. Which, (laughs) shockingly enough, will be the first time she's ever formulated a thought. Wow! Correct. There is no thoughts in my brain ever. (laughs) Head empty. Can't lose this way. I've heard. Well, I mean, we've introduced you two. Why don't we do a little quick housekeeping before we jump into the show? We'd love it if you rate and reviewed the podcast on your podcast app of choice. Don't forget to be on the show by submitting movie recommendations or by being a guest host by emailing us at savetrashcinema at gmail.com or you can DM us on Twitter at savetrashcinema or on Instagram at savetrashcinema as well. Make sure to check out last week's episode when we been mentored by the ghost of Bruce Lee and karate chopped our way through the regular mob as we cover the 1985 Bruce exploitation film No Retreat, No Surrender. We'll be continuing to release mini-sodes, crossover episodes, interviews, and even game shows. Keep your eyes peeled for some exciting content coming down the pipeline. Ah, All right, but we got something very important here, guys. Before we jump into the overview of the film, 
why don't we hear a quick word from the sponsor on today's episode? This week's episode of Save Trash Cinema is brought to you by the paid sponsorship of the Real Fake Fast and the Furious Fan Club. Do you believe the most important thing in life is family? Do you live your life a quarter mile at a time? Do you believe the Fast and the Furious saga is the greatest movie franchise of all time? If you said yes to any of those questions, then join me, Taylor Shooter, along with the president of the fan club, Patrick Schwagger, and co-president, Miss Liz McLean, as we bask in the glory of everything that is the Fast and the Furious. Right now, our family is small, but we are the three biggest Fast and the Furious fans you will ever meet. Join us, and you can be the fourth member of the real, fake, Fast and Furious fan club. We have Coronas. All right, well, thank you to our sponsor. Let's get on with the overview. Slave Girls from Beyond Infinity is a sci-fi exploitation film based on the 1924 short story, The Most Dangerous Game, written by Richard Connell, with the film being adapted for screen by writer-director Ken Dixon. Richard Connell's The Most Dangerous Game has been adapted into film no less than 20 times, with some of the most famous examples being the 1932 adaptation of the same name, the 1982 Ozploitation film Turkey Shoot, as well as the Jean-Claude Van Damme's 1993 trash classic, Hard Target. Oh, such a good movie. Such a good just, I love the, the, the callbacks to the old JCVD, baby. Yeah, I love him. Now, here's the thing, guys. Director Ken Dixon. Now, his career uh, is a little different. Um, he has directing credits for a single film called The Erotic Adventures of Robinson Crusoe. But he is also credited as the director of a slew of exploitation compilation films. Basically, what you have to think is, is that there's just essentially a bunch of cuts of different exploitation films that were put together and released as one under weird names. Are you ready for those names? Because oh, no. here they come. The Best of Sex and Violence. <laughs> famous TNA. Film Gore. And Zombiethon. It is also worth pointing out that Slave Girls from Beyond Infinity is Ken Dixon's last film credit in any capacity. The man was just swimming in creativity, I tell you what. So this is all this is cider, you said? This is what? <laughs> Ken Dixon cider? I'll be leaving now. So stop it. Oh Jesus. It was so fun having me. Goodbye. God damn. Yeah, no, thanks, Liz. I thought of that as soon as you said it. I was just sitting over here, just balding, just waiting on my moment to slither in. <laughs> you just slither and get gross real fast. You're disgusting. Mm -hmm. Thanks. That's the sound of slithering or the sound of slurping. I'm not sure which yet, but okay. We'll go I'm unwell. <laughs> I am unwell now. Yeah. <laughs> I am unwell, friend. <laughs> I am not well, brother. The story goes as such. After escaping a slave ship in the outer regions of uncharted space, Daria and Tisa find themselves stranded on a near-inhabited planet. Zed, the island's hunting-obsessed lone occupant, 
along with his two pet robots, provides the two young women with a place of solitude in the abandoned space pirate fortress he calls home. But it soon becomes clear that Daria and Tisa aren't out of the woods yet. Finding themselves thrust into a fight for survival for another's entertainment, they must once again use their cunning and capabilities to survive a fate far worse than bondage. And honestly, that summary is more coherent the entirety of this 75-minute film. Correct. That has a semblance of a plot, whereas the movie, maybe not so much, but we'll get to it. Now, the film stars a plethora of trash cinema uh, babes. We have Elizabeth Kaitan from Silent Night, Deadly Night 2, Friday the 13th, Part 7, Dr. Alien, and my personal favorite, Rollerblade Warriors Taken by Force. If anyone is curious, yes, indeed, that is a sequel, or more so a spinoff from the Rollerblade films, starring none other than Joe Estevez. Wow. We also have Cindy Beale, who has one film credit from the movie My Chauffeur, and is the voice actor on five episodes of Dragon Ball GT. (laughs) Shout out to Trev. R.I.P. baby. Ripperonis. We also have Don Scribner. Uh, who actually starred in an Oscar-nominated film called The Cooler, but we're not worried about Oscar-nominated films. We are worried about films like Bikini Chain Gang, Future Force, and Fred Olin Ray's Girl with the Sex Ray Eyes. I I need to know what a sex ray eye is. Like, what does it... Is it a laser that makes you have sex? Just wait. Just wait. And last but not least, Brinky fucking Stevens, who everyone knows Brinky Stevens. We've, we've covered her on the show multiple times, including films such as Slumber Party Massacre, Sorority Babes in the Slimeball Bolarama, Been there. and Fred Olin Ray's The Kid with the X-Ray Eyes. Oh, God. I see. I, there's, so there's a Ray Eyes series. Here. Okay. So there's two films. There's The Girl with the Sex Ray Eyes, and then there's The Kid with the X-Ray Eyes. Now, this is very important. The Girl with the Sex Ray Eyes. That film is pornography. Ah, The kid okay. with the x-ray eyes is like an HBO family trash cinema for kids film. So do Ew. not get them. Do not get them confused. But if we ever do the safe trash cinema for kids that I've been workshopping for the last year, uh, that probably will be one film that we do cover. How many children out there do you think saw the kid with the x-ray eyes and were like, mommy, 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 can I watch the sequel, the girl with the x-ray eyes? And like, she just like wasn't listening. She was like, sure, whatever, honey, like go rent it. And then it's just porn. And you know, Fred Olin Ray has caused a lot of boners over the years. Sure. It makes me feel real gross inside to think that they could be kid boners. So I do yeah. love how um, dear trash cinema papa Fred Olin Ray just weasels his way in just about every single episode mm-hmm. there's a reason why he's on the mount rushmore of trash he cinema. sure is yeah that man is a godsend to mm-hmm. this subgenre of film and we must praise him as such yeah. now, the film runs for an hour and 15 minutes and sports a rotten tomato score of nothing because Rotten Tomatoes is a sham of a website, <laughs> or critics are aren't doing their goddamn jobs. There are I don't know. No the tomatoes might have gotten this one right, Cayman. There are no reviews. There are no reviews at all. Period. At all. This is the review of the movie. This is the review. This is the this is the premium review that no one else will give you today. Now the film is currently streaming on the Full Moon streaming service, or. You can suffer through a few ads and watch it on our unofficial sponsor, Tubi. But hey, 
If you're like me and love physical media because you're terrified that one day every film will be lost to existence, looking at you, HBO Max, then you can snag a physical copy for around $17 on Amazon or through Full Moon's direct website, which brings me to a very important point. I had never seen this film before we did this episode. A historic moment on this podcast. Here's the thing, though. I have owned this film for a long time. And here's the reason why is because if you buy through Full Moon's direct website, more often than not, if you buy a few films, they'll just throw in a bunch of movies for free. It's a great marketing strategy. I love that for the people. Yeah, it's it's great. And that's why that's why I love Full Moon, why I think Full Moon's incredibly important. Um, and, you know, they're spreading the wealth of their their film catalog. So I've actually owned this film. I got it as a free movie on Blu-ray through um through full moon because it was one of the free films they gave me and uh, it has been sitting on a shelf and i have just kept laughing over the fact that like this title of this movie it also yes. has brinky stevens it also has elizabeth Gaitan. i'm like okay this movie's gotta be like something right and i just never got around to it and then there was a moment in time and i said to myself i said cayman another plane has hit the towers yeah yep <sighs> And then I said to myself after that, I said, Cayman, you should save this movie and do it for STC. And guess what? We're here today. We've got these guys and these bastards. So why don't we, uh, you know, with the overview out of the way, why don't we take some time to discuss some initial thoughts? Or <laughs> if you'd oblige me, guys, mm. why don't we, can we oblige take you. a step back in time to when Patrick and I met up before we watched the movie to make some predictions on what we thought happened. Cayman, I was ju- I was literally just at dinner with my yeah. lovely wife Rose, and we were sitting there. We're talking about slave girls from Beyond Infinity, and I mentioned this is the rare time. In which you, the dumpster boy, have not seen this movie. Um, we've probably already covered how you came into possession of this film by this point in the mm, podcast. Probably. But the fun thing is we were recording this in the past. Before either of us had watched this movie and Rose had the idea, what if we do a little predictions? Like just mm. a couple minutes. What do we expect to see from this movie having not watched it yet? You said you've seen the trailer. Is that correct? I have indeed. I've seen the trailer and I can tell you just based on the trailer alone. Shit is bonkers. So I didn't watch the trailer. I've just read the summaries and just the summaries alone is like, what the fuck is this movie? Yeah. So I'm getting a most dangerous game vibe. Yeah, that's the yeah. They kind of pitch it as most dangerous game from what I know. And um, yeah, as we've most likely discussed at this point in the episode, I received this movie for free from full moon and uh I, it's still in the wrapper. I we I have not unopened the wrap. I've not opened the wrapper yet, Patrick. I have no yeah. clue what we're getting into. All I know is I'm expecting there to be a lot of boobs. I'm expecting there to be a lot of boobs. In some, this. Probably some space lasers. Uh, definitely loincloths. Absolutely. Um, I mean, Brinky Stevens, who has been on the podcast several times at this point. Yeah, Brinky. We will almost yeah. certainly see a lot of Brinky. Yeah, well, if we don't see Brinky nude, I'll be shocked. I, I, I'm wondering, though, do you think so? I see the, the antagonist is a guy in tight pants named Zed, is how it's described on IMDb. 
mm. a guy in tight pants. Do you do we think Zed is going to make it out of this movie, or do we think that the the slave women, the slave girls, are going to prevail and kill Zed? Oh, I mean, one would just assume that the I slave girls will kill him. The better question is: is, is this going to be another one of those? situations like when we we did um sorority babes in the slime bowl bolorama where we find out that this is like a complete and utter joke of a title that means absolutely nothing and these aren't really slave girls i think that that honestly i would say the likelihood is very high that is the case that very well could be the case i wonder if instead of um uh like slave girls if they're just like prisoners and it's just like a to make it because this title is absurd it's true. And that's honestly, let's, I mean, outside of the fact I've seen the trailer and the trailer is absurd. The reason I chose this film for us to watch is because of how absurd the title is. And I'm just going to make, show you how the sausage is made for a second. Movies with the crazy fucking titles always perform better. And we're, we've been on a, we've been on a roll lately. So like, why not? Why slow down now? Let's just jump straight into some fucking shit like this. I don't Don't know. sit back, but rather lean forward into the absurdity of the names. Yes. Uh-huh. And obviously, as we've discussed, no doubt, uh, we have Liz on the episode today with us. Yes. Or I guess whenever we record the, the episode, yes. she'll be with us, which I mean, let's be honest. That's the whole reason she's here is the name. The title of this movie is so what if what what do you think the chances are from us recording this right now? Mm-hmm. To the time we actually record it, that Liz has gone on a murdering spree and is a wanted criminal. I mean, she frequents chilies enough. That's true. That uh, I think that consumption of the amount of food you eat at chilies does lead you to becoming a murderer. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, well, I think her her murder name will definitely have chilies in it at some point. Oh, for sure. She's like the the baby back some... rib or something. The oh baby my back god, rib killer the baby back rib killer that could work or like i don't know i just see headlines now it's drunk girl for at chili's does donuts in parking lot then murders seven patrons at the bar that sounds like something liz would do yeah that's true uh chili lemonade drinker yeah I, you murders. know i'm gonna yeah. i'm gonna yeah i'm gonna say right now i have a prediction we have no clue what's about to happen next i have no clue what's about to happen next but my prediction. This episode is going to be fucking hilarious. Oh, for sure. It, there's no world in which this episode is not raunchy as hell, <laughs> disgusting as hell, yes. and just one of the best things we've ever produced. Yeah. I mean, that's my I mean, prediction. It's, it's brought to you by Chili's, so we can't go wrong. That's our that's our spawn. Nope, that's not, because we no. actually have an actual sponsor on this episode. Yes. But hey, we'll, we'll get, get there. Well, well, well hey, you've probably heard that sponsor by this point in the episode, actually. This was a great little time, Cayman. Thank you for taking the time to, yeah. to do this little time jump. And now, let's say, back to the show. Well, you know, Patrick, I have to say that we have the most handsome voices in podcasting. <sighs> I mean, we have something. Uh, whatever uh, that something is charisma um big old balls we got uh, big old hanging balls never talk about my balls again big old, big old balls. uh but no. you know what here's the thing is you didn't hear liz's voice on that flashback okay there's a reason why it's because liz was damaging her eardrums at a concert and therefore could not join us live 
but that is okay because I listen to the devil's time. music. <laughs> Hail Satan, brother. Um, I want to take some time though and ask Liz going into this film, and you watched it while both delirious, three o'clock in the morning, just fucking losing your goddamn mind. What did you think when you booted this up? What did you think you were getting into? So, um, I woke up on Friday morning <laughs> to two texts from Cayman. That's just the poster of the movie <laughs> and said, you want to join Sunday, 11 a.m. I was still like half asleep. I was like, why the fuck not? Man, sure. Yeah, I'm in. Give me. Um, and then I kind of like actually woke up instead of just like rolling over and being like, and like staring at my phone, you know, mm-hmm. um, and then you regretted with your decision. No, I didn't regret it, but I was like, yikes, I'm going to be busy and it's going to be a Christmas fucking miracle if I even have a shred of a voice left. Because as it was mentioned, I was blowing my eardrums out at the masquerade, worshiping the devil mm-hmm. and then talked, as we said before, for 12 hours straight yesterday. Um, so, but yeah, when I watched this last night, it was after my 12 hour stream and I started it at about 1 a.m. Um so not only just delirious from being tired, but also just completely brain dead for talking straight for 12 hours. Correct. Um, I had no thoughts. I never have any thoughts. <laughs> yes. But no thoughts. <laughs> so, but I think that that there's, there's a beauty in that and that you came mm-hmm. in as a completely clean slate. No, yep. no kind of prior um Mm. hang-ups like i normally have with a movie it's normally fear related to the movies came and makes me watch um so there's an innocence here i think yeah um i never i never like look up the movies before i start either because i'm like i don't want to have any i don't want to have anything i don't want to know the plot even if there's even going to be one right which more than likely there's not (laughs) but i don't want to know shit i want to go in with my eyes covered and yank the blindfold off you know i have to say i do appreciate that but i do have one hang up on something you said and that is that there is an innocence there because let's be honest liz nothing about you is innocent no that was gone a long time ago yeah you lost that after you chugged a whole bottle of ranch dressing girl dude can you i've asked you to take the camera out of my kitchen like three times I'm sorry, I can't do it. I can't do it. The people on the YouTubes love the content. Yeah, and it's it's a must watch. Slamming pizza rolls, slamming you know, like them. Half gallon of ranch. What are what what are what's our go to pizza roll? I'm I've always been a cheese boy. What, dude? It's always pepperoni. Okay, huh? yeah, it, I know that it was joked about for auditions for a new co-host. You gotta get this guy out of here. This man is so milk toast. He's like, I just eat cheese pizza. That's all I no, like. No cheese pizza rolls. I'm talking about rolls, dog. What's your okay? Then what's your pizza choice? I mean, it can be a, a million different things. I don't have any rules about pizza. Exactly. Because when, you, you, know, you know the kind of pizza I got last no. night came in? You know the kind of um, pizza I got last night me. came in? Yeah, tell me. It was a Vietnamese beef pizza. Had a little Ooh. miso paste on it, a little Yum. beef, a little, a little fucking uh, slaw, fucking green mm. onions. It was, it was, it was fine. Uh, but I just want you to know. <laughs> That's the problem right there. That's well, the problem. No, it, he it, ventured it, out of his comfort zone and he realized that he needs to crawl back into his, no. his cave of no. Of no hot and ready cheese. No, I'm just saying of pizza rolls. I think the best of the pizza rolls, Totinos, 
is the cheese because combination nah, the pepperoni man the combination it's like this weird fucking fake meat and pepperoni like yeah. it's fine but I, I still it's just like it just is like a touch too fake tasting for me i just i just want some authentic cheese okay if it. you don't like the taste of fake then you can trot your ass up the border and get your ass to Canada. Yes, this sir. This is goddamn America, <laughs> and everything we have is faker than shit, brother. Brother. On, How brother. dare you? Tostino's uh, pepperoni pizza rolls are king of them all. Well, now that we've uh, addressed the fact that Patrick is a uh, is, is about as exciting as a piece of drywall, why don't we get on to the show? Slave girls from beyond infinity, everyone. There's some pretty nice drywall out there. And now, our feature presentation. A scantily clad cave babe tramps through the jungle in a loincloth bikini. She's being chased by a half-alien, half-robot creature, but she's saved by a mysterious stranger with a crossbow. What an opening to this movie. It's just, we're diving into the deep end. A little cold plunge. Mm-hmm. For Slave Girls Beyond Infinity. So cold. The coldest so cold. of plunges. The coldest of plunges, the coldest of openings. But the music at the start of the film is nearly identical to the Klingon theme from the beginning of Star Trek, the motion picture. And I, I feel like if this movie were seen by more people, lawyers would have been involved. Yes, a thousand percent. Uh, I actually went back and when I was pulling this together and was like is this true i'm pretty sure it's the exact same song like i really don't think it's a it's any yeah. different it, and it's not even like a like a uh the vanilla ices ice ice baby to under pressure kind of like variation yeah, yeah, yeah. where it's like it's right there they're just missing that one extra beat like this song is the same fucking song yeah it just is there's no question there's no originality here there so yeah and ain't that just the way it is the way. Mm-hmm. A spaceship flies through space like spaceships are wont to do. There's two half-naked babes chained up inside, though, like spaceships probably aren't wont to do. God, One of I them love e- the 80s. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, baby. Okay. One of them uses her cave babe strength and breaks them free of the chains. It's also worth mentioning, though, not only does she use her, her strength, but she looks up and starts, like, speaking science. And it's like, well, if we, if we do this, if we shift the polarity of the, I'm like, excuse me. Turns out she's a like a space genius. She is a fucking scientist from another time. And yeah, I just love that they made the choice to make these women fucking geniuses. Yeah. Yes. She's a hottie with a body and a brain. Yeah. And within the first like five minutes of the film. We've already passed the Bechtel test. We have already passed the Bechtel so test. So that's better than like, I don't know, 99.9% of all of the films currently coming out in Hollywood today. So, you know, there's something going on here that's going right. Yeah. Yeah. This is a, I, I, I just, I love that these women are the most, maybe like the most um, capable protagonists we've had so far on this podcast. 110% accurate. Yes. I do think that it is really cool. Like I was thinking about this last night, like when, I, when we're in this like opening scene and they're like in this like jail cell, if you will, um, where, and like when she, Daria, I think it is that starts talking like 
science and oh if we can reach up we can like short the circuit and open this jail hatch because they're not really in a cell they're like in a hatch yeah yeah anyways um i was like rare to do in any days where women are smart very if not first time ever rare to happen in the 80s oh sure very accurate but the way that they balanced the scales because they can't just give us everything is they're barely wearing anything that is again i do love the 80s and i thought that they were full-blown like breezing in the wind like straight (laughs) up cuckoo and prune shoot out but they weren't they weren't so. I'm sorry, did you just say cuckoo and prune shootout? What? Yeah. Have you <laughs> ever seen that SNL skit? Uh, apparently, I haven't. Um, uh, I got to send you a video then. Oh, good God. Well, uh, we now cut over to $2 store stormtroopers, and they are jumped by our scantily clad vixens, and they are knocked out. The two girls jump into a starship and try to hijack it. They need a sparkle glove to get the ship running, and luckily for them, they have one. Next thing you know, they tee right the fuck out of there. She's disgusting. I'm glad you said it because it was in my fucking notes. Not the Michael Jackson glove. It's not. It's it's okay. We have to say that. the it, it, Look, this isn't copyright infringement because, well, this is less copyright infringement than uh, No Retreat, No Surrenders Michael Jackson glove. This, gold, <laughs> sure. this glove is golden. This is a gold glove, but it indeed is just the one single Michael Jackson glove that apparently every 80s film in this one like couple year time frame had to have apparently a Michael Jackson glove included at some point. Yeah, I didn't expect yeah. Greg Maddox to make an appearance on this podcast with the golden glove, brother. <laughs> just throw fastball after fastball. Bro. Come on, brother. <laughs> <laughs> my story about Greg Maddox is that he tells the story about how like pitchers in the, the MLB are so good that they know where the pitch will go at any given point. So he was like, every single time that I hit a batter, it was because I hated that person and they deserve to be hit. I was like, hell yeah, man. A trash cinema icon. Could you imagine throwing a hundred mile an hour fastball at someone's fucking head just because you were like, they were pissing me off that day. <laughs> like, no, actually, I, that and is you not something paid- I can imagine. You get paid for it. That's amazing. And fucking Buku Bucks, too. Buku Bucks, brother. And a Hall of Famer over here. I love this. The girls find a small planet that's transmitting some sort of beacon. And as they approach, they're trapped by a tractor beam. And the two bikini babes crash land on the planet. Um, I think it would be a crying shame not to mention how hilariously bad the special effects are not just because of the eighties, but because this is trash cinema. Um, I'm almost convinced like when I think it's either before we see them in their little hatch cell or when they're like booting the ship up to like leave, but there's like a close up shot of this like ship that they're on. Pretty sure it's just a Lego. Um, Mm -hmm. And when their spaceship is, flying through outer space i'm pretty sure it's just like a piece of construction paper and mm-hmm. a little lego that they have on like some fish like a string or something and just like mm-hmm. and it's it's great it's there's so also good later in the movie when a character is like disintegrated with a laser beam the like the effect is just this like 
purple circle around the character and then it just yes. disappears amazing it's so great it's one of my favorite parts we'll get to that part yeah. soon enough one of the girls uh as we find out is elizabeth Gaitan or daria awakens on a beach alone and is being stalked by a hidden robot made out of what appears to be cardboard yes certainly is not metal that's or like sure. some sort of like foam like spray foam that they like put into some cardboard mold. it's it's really fucking bad i genuinely think they went to a construction site they stole a bunch of shit like uh like the caulk and they like the the foam stuff that they use and just random bits and bobs of cardboard and random scrap from a construction site after hours and then that's what they use what blows my mind here is that this is actually like a full production feature film and not even like a full production feature film like we would see today. Like, not, this is not like a Velocipaster level movie. Like, this was a movie that you could tell they put at least some sort of budget into. Not a lot, but they put a budget into this. And cosplayers today are making shit that looks a hundred times better than oh, the Oh, leaps stuff that's and yeah. fucking bounds. Leaps and fucking bounds. Yeah. It's like. I've. Yeah. I've uh, never built a costume. Mm -hmm. I've made a costume, but I've never built a costume. And I could do 95,000 times better than what they did for these robots. I'll double down on that. Yeah. 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 It is worth pointing out, though, that the robots are some of the best characters and probably <laughs> have the most character depth to these robots in the entire um, Like. One of these, my favorite lines is from one of the robots. These robots are great. Our mm -hmm. cave lady walks into a rock and immediately pops out the other side into a jungle. She approaches a structure and a giant stone door opens, allowing her inside. Upon entering, she finds the abode adorned in animals and animal skins and alien heads. It's not too long before Dark Voltron stomps into the building behind her. A handsome man walks out and introduces himself <laughs> as Zed. He brings out the girl's friend, and she's now got actual clothes on, and I'm not going to lie, this is a bummer. I mean, they're quote-unquote actual clothes, but they're still meant to, they're like... They Correct. Like, yeah, it is It is the like closest thing to what can be lingerie, but as like walking around clothes. Um, the costume designers on this movie were horny 15 year olds and you will not change my mind. Correct. Um, what makes me, what made me laugh a lot in this scene of like when Daria gets to the house and like before you meet Zed and stuff is whenever she meets like one of the robots or the androids or whatever, they have the loudest fake hydraulic sounds I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> It's about 36 inches behind her with the loudest hydraulic system in the fucking world. And then she turns around and goes, oh, my God. I'm like, babe, I know you heard that. Yeah. 50 feet away. Correct. She just crash landed on a planet. Presumably her eardrums are more fucked than well, yours Well, right and here's, here's what kills me, too. I don't think they are. Mine are pretty fucked up. My ears are still ringing from Friday, but I'm almost 30, so it's rough. Um, you got to use earplugs, bro. That's what happens when you get old. Look, there's no nah, shame in the game. It. Fuck it. So, um, so they just crash landed, right? Like in the middle of the ocean, comes out completely dry, not a fucking scrape, not a bruise, not even a speck of dirt. And that is a miracle. Yeah. 
Yeah. Also, ain't that just the way? These women just literally escaped slavery. Correct. The space slavery, wearing mm-hmm. basically nothing floss. Correct. Mm-hmm. And they get fucking crash landed on this planet where this guy got plastic surgery to try to look like Christian Bale and Willem Dafoe no, had a baby. Literally. To be hunted for sport. I, I, You're I'm, spoiling some shit now, bud. I, I mean, they, they've, they've seen the movie. Yeah, that's fair. I literally put in my notes, like when he started getting a little sus, which mm-hmm. is like very immediately soon. <laughs> immediately. Yeah, very soon. He's like, hey, my name's Zed. And I'm like, why is he kind of ugly hot? And then he like moves his the hand. 80s, and I'm like, baby. ah, pinky ring. Nah, I'm good. Yeah. I take it back. Um, yeah. But in my notes, I literally said, this is Patrick Bateman before New York. Okay. That actually comes up multiple times where I was like, this yeah. motherfucker looks just like Christian Bale. It's Speaking the way of, his mouth moves. It's, it's the yeah. way his it's the face, face it, It's everything weird. about him. He looks like, you know what? We'll get to this a little bit more. They don't look more. like brothers, but they look like mom's side cousins. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yes. yes. Uh-huh. Oh my mom's side. God, yep. you nailed yep. that shit. Now, Zed tells, tells Daria that dinner is about to be served. And she needs to put on some clothes. Once again, bummer, bro. Regardless, there's apparently others stranded space travelers who crashed into the planet. She seems skeptical, but goes along with it all. Robo bro takes her to her room and brings her some clothing. Zed walks in soon after and talks about space pirates, food, and stimulation. Mm-hmm. Zed has become less handsome and more creepy. Zed introduces the buxom blonde Daria to the two other stranded guests. We have Shayla, played by Brinky Stevens. Thank you, thank you. And her brother, Rick. They are also joined by Daria's friend, Tisa. And we now have names for the characters. And now we enter into the next part of the episode, which is seeing if we can remember them for the entirety of the show. Can we just take a moment to address? We got Daria. Yes. We got Tisa. Yes. We got Shayla and Zed yeah. and Rick. Fucking slick L-R-I-K, Rick. R I K. So it is. Wait. Like. Hold on. When did you? Okay. So the physical copy, the, the subtitle be- is R I C. It's R I K because in the beginning, I like when it's going through the cast, I just so happened to look up and it said, and so and so. Carl Horner has Rick. Rick. R.I.K. And I, my very first note is, who the fuck is Rick? Mm. Here he is. And here I he need is. to get on the line um, with Charles Band right now to figure out why the fuck the subtitles on the physical copy is has the name spelled R.I.C. Yeah, like, someone's so getting big. This is like like I mentioned before. Like I don't look these movies up before I go. So the camera pans and it's like here's this other two people that also crash landed on my uh, planet. Not like suspicious though it's just a weird coincidence that they also mm-hmm. crashed here and are also <laughs> just so happen to be staying here and i was like that's taffy from sorority babes and slime <laughs> this is taffy. and then he's like and this is rick and i was like it was like time slowed down he is so like 80s hot and i was like he's mm-hmm. so 80s hot he's, he's got so a jerry handsome. curl mullet yeah, yeah, he's oh, so hot man. and just like a round square face. Wowie, wow, wow, wow. I was like, Rick. 
I've been working Ass on the Rick, round brother. square face. I, this is my thing for me personally. I am mm-hmm. trying to become 80s hot. There's no way, shape, or form that I can become present day hot. That's just not going to happen, guys. I think that present day happen. hot is kind of bleeding into 80s hot, man. Like, So I am getting there. I can I, soon be. Me personally, I like someone who looks like they eat cigarettes. So, yeah, I mean, it's there. Well, good news is half of my diet right now is eating cigarettes, so we're go. working on it. Watch out. Zed monologues about hunting and how it's the ultimate sport. Then he mentions stimulants, and I'm starting to think that Zed jerks off to dead animals. And we've eventually, we've, we've essentially hit the point in the movie where we are now in full force, the most dangerous game in space. And suddenly, the leather pants make everything click right into place for old Zed. Yeah. You know, I will say um, a frown on the costume department. I think Zed would have been a lot creepier if he kept the leather pants and the doc and the docks on, but had like a mesh Mm. shirt. Yeah. You're talking my language now, girl. Like just full blown, like really deep. Creepazoid. Yeah. Bring the hamburger meat out and say nothing, you know, Bring the hamburger meat out. What are you doing? No, if if I'm not seeing Zed's nipples through a little mesh, then I'm I'm upset. Yeah. There there is a missed opportunity there. The men's outfits in this film aren't nearly as sexy as the female outfits, and that's a real shame. I don't know. Rick was pretty hot. Okay, but he's also wearing like a weird, like Jerry Seinfeld poofy shirt. For like he he kind of looks like he he kind of looks like he was in a different movie that was like ye old france like with his little Correct. poofy shirt like, it looks like only a lame shirt for sure yeah. here's the thing yeah. he, he just like came from the barricade rick's entire wardrobe for the film is pulled directly from the erotic adventures of of uh, robinson crusoe uh, yes uh, uh, yes there's i haven't seen that film but i can tell you right now that that's exactly where this outfit came yeah he from. i i'd like to think that rick the character of rick not the actor at some point starred in the man in the iron mask but He's only wearing the iron mask, nothing else. Nothing else. Yeah. Nothing else. Just big old hawk slop slapping Just, between his kneecaps. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, brother. Rick takes Daria's side to warn her of Zed. And in the background, Zed plays some weird futuristic hoop music thing. And then Zed sends everyone off to bed so he can go hunting. Let me stop you right fucking there. Okay. So before what happened? so Daria is like, I'm like really fucked up from this crash um like mentally like i need a fucking break so i'm not going to be there for dinner so she like goes upstairs and i don't know like fucks off and like doesn't eat with them but then comes down like 40 minutes later after dinner but everyone's still at the table for some reason and they're still having like dinner conversation anyways we call this, we call this socializing correct sure I, I don't know her but um there was like when you start like getting the vibes that like something is very sus about rick like when he's going on about like pleasure and just being a full-blown fucking weirdo um he's like hey i'm gonna play this weird fucking cockering machine (laughs) thoughts on that and rick's like (laughs) i need air and so daria's like yeah same and they walk seven feet from the table and then talk so loud that I know that everyone can hear them over yes. the magical cock ring that Zed is playing. Yes. Okay. We we I failed to mention in this previous is that Daria is basically like, hey Rick, you are drunk 
and high and obviously you're out of your brain. And he's like, no, 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 no. I actually have been faking this so that he won't take me out and hunt me for sport because he won't hunt anyone who he deems is not capable. So if I yeah. remain drunk as shit all the time, he won't do anything. So I'm acting up a fool. Because she- they, there was four people on um, Rick and um, Brinky Stevens' ships. Yeah. And there, it was like their pilot and like someone else, but they're both gone. He's like, mm. I have no idea where they are. Pretty sure they're fucking dead. I'm not trying to find out where they went. So I'm acting like I'm just completely fucked all the time. Yeah. So I'm like, it's a smart, mm. smart little move there. Um, also to, to Liz's point of them having this conversation, not seven feet away and not the first time this has happened. No. When, when Daria no. first came in, she like pulls, uh, tisa aside and is literally two and a half feet from zed sitting at the table and they're like having a silent conversation or what they think is like an unheard conversation is like no literally like you're not adjusting your voice and you he's within arm's reach correct Mm. it's true and this sound or this movie has such bad sound quality Mm -hmm. there's constant echoes and i feel like the girls are screaming most of the time so it makes like they're like hollering when they give their lines. So it just makes the echo worse. So like they're sitting on this bench seven feet away from the dining table where everyone is. And she's like, you're just high and drunk out of your mind. And he's like, <laughs> no, I'm faking it. And they're just yes. over there like co- mesmerized by this fucking cock ring. It's yeah. just it's too much. That cock ring, though. That cock ring, though. Daria wakes up to the sound of pew-pews and almost clocks Rick as he sneaks into her room. He says his sister has gone missing, and so the duo sneak off to find her. They break into Zed's trophy room, and amongst all of the alien heads mounted on the walls, they find Tisa, who's also been sneaking around. Also, something they don't point out, are all of the decomposing human heads. Yes, how do they not? Point this it's out. easy to look over when Tisa looks that good. She yeah, looks T- like okay. Angel. We should point out. We should point I out. Guess. Tisa is wearing a sheer uh, nightgown that she has completely open and is wearing mm. white lingerie. It's, not a gown. it's like a robe. A sheer. Yeah. Oh, sure, sure, sure. A, like a, robe. a like almost like a satin sheer. Completely see through. Robe, yeah, see through. That's completely floor length with a little bit of a train. White lot like white bra, like satin bra, matching pretty, 80s underwear. Pretty sure Hot. you can see nips through the bra too. So like absolutely drooling on myself. And and Daria, meanwhile, is doing just like the like it, what you would think of as like the satin nighty, but like yeah. hot, not like yeah, yeah, it's like right in mm. the area of her butt cheeks where it's like mm. if you move i'm gonna see a little cheekage but mm-hmm. if you stand mm-hmm. still i'm still gonna see a little cheekage yeah a little leakage of the cheekage for sure. mash mm-hmm. a little leakage of the cheekage yep yep, yep, yep. yep, yep. um it's something that i think is interesting came in that you you pulled uh, a little trivia if mm-hmm. i may uh, elizabeth kaitan said her car broke down and a friend gave her a ride but had to drop off equipment at a production studio first there one of the producers of this movie saw her and asked her to audition but she declined when she heard the title which I don't blame you. Don't blame you. He ran into her again in a restaurant a few days later and asked her again. She read part of the script and thought it was cute. 
So she auditioned. They cast her in the second lead role, but moved her into the lead role after they fired Ginger Lynn, who wasn't fitting the role. So I guess so she probably was Tisa originally, and then they made mm-hmm. her Daria. Is now the implication there? Yes. Now it's important to also point out if you're not familiar with the name Ginger Lynn, which honestly you probably aren't. I wasn't, and then I looked her up. Ginger Lynn is apparently a very famous porn star from the 1980s. So uh, we missed out on having another porn it. star in a film. Uh, it is worth pointing out again is that um, when I was doing my research, because I was like, who's Ginger Lynn? I'm looking through her filmography. She apparently starred in a movie with another porn star whose porn star name is Little Oral Annie. <laughs> there is a, a, trust me, you look this shit up. If you're driving, pull over on the side of the road. Look this up. There is a porn star named Little Oral Annie from the 80s. Okay, this, I was about to ask if she is still in commission just for research purposes. I mean, I'm assuming that if she's still doing porn, she's in her 60s. So if you like gilf shit, then sure, probably. Oh but if you don't, don't guess she... what? It's probably not hard to just Google that and find all of her filmography <laughs> on the web. I can't handle the name Little Oral Annie. Like I'm Little Oral Annie, guys. Little God, Oral. God, that's fucking good. Wow. So, it's so clever. So sorry, Ginger Lynn, that you've been Damn. outshined by Little Oral Annie. But guess what? We move on and to the better parts. I would like to say that when they do roll up on um, Brinky Stevens, nope, they haven't got there yet. Never mind. Continue. Outside in the jungle, Zed and a couple of robots are lurking about. The group avoids his gaze, and the robots drop a bloody sack on the table. The trio make a plan to jump Zed and steal his spaceship. Daria and Rick decide to plant traps within the jungle, and Tisa stays back as a diversion. Now, Back in the trophy room, Shayla is chained up, so apparently she has not died yet. And Zed rips her shirt off, and we get the predicted nudity of Brinky Stevens. You say shirt. shirt. Yeah, shirt. you say shirt. It was lingerie. It was full-blown lingerie, garters included. Correct. Whoops. Apparently, he's going to try and have sex with her so he can make her brother jealous, and I'm pretty sure we've all lost the plot at this point. Um, it's definitely very rapey vibes. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know that we call that sex with her. I think we, could, yeah, I think we call that it's rape. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Fair. Here's the thing: we don't see anything on screen outside of the shirt being ripped off. Um, there's no actual sex scenes at this point in the film. We do get one later, but that's consensual. So, just do want to point mm-hmm. that out. Yeah. Also, once again, do want to point out that we do see Brinky Stevens naked. And well, of course. Yeah, of course we would. Yeah, so uh, that was one of our predictions is that we would, and guess what we fucking did? Back mm. in the jungle, Rick, and, Rick the dick. That's what I'm sorry. I'm going to call him now. Rick the he's dick. He's not a dick. Well, he's, uh, presumably he has a dick, so, you know. I would maybe, hope so. Maybe we said, back in the jungle, Rick has a dick, and Darius <laughs> set a trap, and they almost catch an alien before an off-screen growl spooks them. Brinky Stevens is naked on a table. Let's just assume bad things happened. I mean, it's probably. Did. Yeah. There is um one thing that we forgot to mention that audibly made me laugh last night when I was watching this. Oh, the whole film? Um, yes. But um, right when Rick and Daria are like, like once they've split up from Tisa, mm-hmm. like they're like, 
we need to keep ourselves safe. Like, do you have anything that can maybe help us? And he's like, no, all I have is this knife and proceeds to pull out the biggest fucking knife I've ever yes, seen. I forgot about this. And then she's, and then Daria's just like, oh, well, we'll just have to make this do. I'm like, Queen, what do you want? Yeah. Dude, what, what, she, what more could you want? And then she proceeds to set up all these elaborate tra- uh, traps. One of the traps she's like, and then this trap right here, once he steps on this tripwire, a 600 pound log of mahogany will drop on his head. So, one, yeah, this planet has mahogany apparently. And two, mm-hmm. Her like super slave girl strength is like super super strong. Yeah, but no, I I was obsessed with the this switchblade being like a machete that comes out. Yeah. Like it is a fucking was... like twelve to fourteen inch like giant no, fucking easy. blade. And she's yeah. like playing it off like, oh, that's it. It's yeah. like, girl, I mean, you're trying to escape. She knows science. I... She doesn't know weapons. Yeah, I well, mean. You know what they say? It just made me laugh. Size yeah, matters sure. to ladies, so apparently that you know that's what they always say. Size matters to ladies. That's the quote. I think I'm getting canceled for that quote. The robots go to check on all the others, but Tisa catches the robot first and tries to convince it to watch her swim naked. <laughs> apparently, robots also get boners, and it decides to follow her. The other robot gets mad at his mechanical buddy because he's watching boobies instead of following orders. Uh, this, this, little, this little like this dialogue so between good. them where the robot is like, oh, no, I'm, uh, you know, I'm just trying to make sure so he's uh, funny. Mm, uh, safe. Uh, mm. This he's like hemming and hawing because he yeah. this robot is fucking absolutely jerking it yeah yeah the robot goes one of the robots are like i'm gonna go tell master and the other was like you're a title too my favorite so what's what's important to mention here is like the one like main robot that's like his like go-to guy is it's about to be dawn and like daria and rick are still like trotting around the jungle trying to like figure out what the fuck to do and they're like, oh my god, we have to get back before dawn because we're supposed to be asleep in blah blah blah. And so Tisa like runs back to the castle, intercepts this guy where the android where Zed told him, hey, go check on the fucking people in their bedrooms and make sure they're still there. Cause like shit is getting fucking weird, I think. And she catches him right in the fucking dining room and is like, what if I were to go take a swim and I need some big android to protect me because I'm just a little tiny gal and I can't do anything by myself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then he's like, uh, 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 uh. And then she just like pretty much like slip flirts her way into mm-hmm. getting him system overloaded system overloaded. Yeah. And then the other guy has to go check the beaches because that's his job. And then he sees the other one and that's where we are now. You know that these two robots had the most rock hard robo boners. Yeah. Or was it what they call roboners? Rock hard soft profit. Yeah. Just these I mechanical mean, metal. mechanical schlongs. Mm-hmm. While the lore- lovers quarreled, the lovers being the two robots, uh, Daria and Rick are able to sneak past. And Brinky Stevens Directly is still above naked them. on the table. Directly above them not being quiet at all they're like standing under this like rock arch and daria and rick are like directly on top of them on this rock arch and tisa's just 
in the water, tits out. Oh my God, look, my boobies are out. Don't look up. Look, my titties are out. Don't you dare take your eyes off of these nipples. Mm-hmm. And, it's just and it like, works. Yeah, I mean, it would have worked for me. It did work for me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, yeah, same. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the two sneak back into the fortress, and here's Zed coming down the hallway. So, do they do what hot people in the 80s are prone to do in situations like this, which is to get naked and act like they're scrogging? Zed peeps in on them. Zed likes what he sees. Apparently, Rick likes it too and tries to get a little bit more than a little make believe. So, Daria launches his ass out of bed and bounces slick Rick's head off the tile like a basketball correct. correct this dude got concussed yeah yeah he got fucked um in more ways than one um but it's in one this was the point here where i was like kind of putting two and two together because like normally in any sort of movie but especially trash cinema if it says the actor's name as their character something's important like either they're a big name or their characters important. And I wasn't saying that Rick wasn't important, but he definitely wasn't the main character. Yeah. Sure. At this point in the film. So I was like, why was his name as Rick? So I looked it up and I'm stealing Patrick's job here. A little bit of fun fact about old Let's Rick. Go. He is like this giant art director and special effects makeup director. Really? And was the art director for Jackass Forever. And was um, and Grindhouse, and did special effects for um, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Wow, okay. Real Steel, pre the Battle of Los yeah. Angeles. He has like no acting credits. It's like all no. VFX. I think that, made, that makes sense. Only yeah, I think yeah. this was his only acting credit, wow. and the rest well, is just like special probably, effects and honestly, visual effects. Yeah, it's probably because when his head hits the ground. His brain got so rattled, he couldn't remember lines anymore. I'm, I'm not Probably. kidding when I say this yeah. dude's head bounces yeah, off the ground. Like, there's no way that this dude was not injured in that scene. No. Yeah. There's, and there's no, no fucking way. And then Dari's like, oh, well, since I heard him, I guess I'll just fuck him. Okay. Might as well. We're getting a little ahead of I ourselves. All well. right. Uh, I might as well. I, my titties are already out. Might as well fuck him. Apparently, yeah. hold on. Apparently, Daria feels bad, so she pulls him back in bed and fucks him because nothing says my sister is missing and probably dead, more like fucking a random stranger. Also, and let me Daria just say, and Rick are in love now. Yeah, and they've known each other for literally nine hours. Boys, that's mm-hmm. a beer crack moment. Yeah, Jeez. it is. That's a it's, beer crack it's moment. It's 11.55 a.m. Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> yeah, brother. And also, this is trash cinema, so True. do you really expect anything else? The, honestly like not even in a weird way but like one of the most like beautiful sex scenes because like daria's bed has like this like mosquito net over mm-hmm, it mm-hmm, is the sure. best way i can describe it so you have like this like sheer material and then it's like the sun's coming up so like the light's just hitting it mm-hmm. and then you get like this like 15 second shot of just like full naked side boob mm-hmm. and it's just like wow whipped cream everywhere there is whipped cream everywhere but like this is also like visually like really beautiful like something about the sunrise Mm. when sheer material just gets me revving brother sure i get that uh funny you say that because in the year 1992 
This film was condemned as indecent on the floor of the U.S. Senate by North Carolina Republican Senator Jesse Helms. And I guarantee, I guarantee you, Jesse Helms didn't see this sex scene. Because if he he did, did. he would have seen the beauty. Or Republican. Fuck, it sucks. Come on. on. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. Republican. 1992 Republicans, apparently just as bad as 2023. Yeah, I guarantee you, Senator Jesse Helms was like, I don't know. I feel like we kind of jumped to a conclusion on Zed. Seemed like a pretty good guy. Oh, God, yeah. You know this dude definitely is like, I hunt people for sport. What are you talking about? I want to ask you guys a question, if you don't mind. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So at this point in time, we've watched a a bunch of movies together, a bunch of them being 80s films, and a couple more modern films. Mm -hmm. Have you ever wondered what happened to boobs between 1980 and today? Because the boobs in the 80s are much different. In which way? Uh, Hormones and chicken, probably. Mm, sure i just i'm sorry i just feel like <laughs> boobs in the 80s were just different boobs yeah well i mean i i feel like i i i tend to disagree when there's no clothes involved because titties is titties mm, but true. i i feel like the uh clothing options were, were different brassieres were different right uh, they've they've come a long way since 1980. Or yeah, they've come I don't know. A if underwire way. was a thing in the 80s. Yeah, I think push-up bras were a thing, right? I, I, I don't fucking know. Probably not. It was just full natural. Mm-hmm. All natural. Yeah, I'm just I saying, think... guys. I I there's a dis- there, I just feel like there's a distinct difference. If we go back, we've we've yeah. done enough of these. Boobs look different. I think yeah. I think what we and I, I I'm kind of speaking for for Liz too here, but I, I know she'll agree with me. I kind of think that we need you to like put together a PowerPoint presentation. You know Can I, I will. Do it? Sure, yeah. Liz and, actually probably better if Liz does. And yeah. we need to kind of see side by side. Uh, we need. Yeah. I, I think we need some empirical evidence here. Um, I have for, an actual theory on this. Okay. HD cameras. Mm. I thought you said HG. I was like HGTV. HG cameras, where eighties films real fuzzy, real shitty, because it's the eighties and it was the best they had. Mm. Now we have like triple four K, forty fucking real life. You can motorboat these titties sitting on your couch because they're coming out at you on the MetaQuest too. Titties, yeah. 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 So mm. it might just be a thing of like. The graininess mm. made them look smooth mm. and supple. Mm-hmm. And okay. HD, they're still smooth, maybe a little mm. not as smooth, sure. okay. maybe not as supple. You know, you know, guys. I think we uncovered some hard truths today. I think we did. this yeah, is I'm hard, and I'm true. Rick walks out of the bedroom and is knocked out by robot number one. He's taken outside, given a pistol, and Zed tells him he's got 10 minutes to run off, and if he can kill Zed, then he can have his sister back or some shit. I've given up on figuring out this film because Zed looks like Christian Bale, and I now want a remake of this film with Christian Bale as the lead villain. Please, I'm begging. So this is when I finally came to the conclusion this dude looked like Christian Bale. Apparently, yeah. my brain didn't work as well as the both of your brains because you guys determined this much on literally yeah first frame i was like who is that yep apparently did christopher nolan direct this film rocks. rick runs off into the jungle with zed in hot pursuit rick maims one of the robots and gets caught in a giant spider web then zed catches up and puts two laser rounds in rick's chest here's um something i would love to bring up here sure 
I'm not going to bring up the shitty laser work mm-hmm. like post. I'm not going to bring that up. I am going to bring up that Zed has a crossbow. Yes. That shoots lasers. And also arrows. No. No, it does. It shoots. Does it? Yeah, it shoots arrows too. It's like a, okay. it's a bolt blaster, laser okay. gun, crossbow. Because I was sitting here and I was like, you're telling me that this crossbow that has stayed unloaded the entire time is just shooting lasers almost at an automatic rate. Mm-hmm. Not yeah. buying it. I, I mean, not buying it. But now that makes sense. Here. Yeah. So it's a crossbow a with a laser attachment. Okay. Yeah, it's a lot to unpack. Back yeah, in the trophy room, Zed now has all three babes chained up and back in their itty-bitty, teeny-weeny burlap sack bikinis. How? Don't know, don't care. Rick's head has been mounted on the wall, but hey, at least he got the fuck Elizabeth guy tan before he died. Yeah, he went out a fucking winner. He did. And they even mentioned this during the love scene afterwards when they're like, we love each other. He's, he's like... I don't know if I'll be able to make it to tomorrow, but if I do, I know I'll be, if I don't, I know I'll die happy, man. Well, guess what? That brother died with a boner still in his pants. I mean, it's, you always want to go out on top or on bottom, but like on top, you know what I'm saying? No shame here. He was on bottom. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Zed Zed apparently likes to hunt women because they provide a bigger challenge. And if that isn't the most Andrew Tate bullshit you've ever heard, then you haven't spent enough time on Twitter. Yeah, coming from the guy who's put scantily clad in the script four times. Okay, how would you describe these women? Hot. (laughs) 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 Okay, so I just have my vocabulary is more verbose than yours. Makes uh, me now Andrew Tate. I would just love to point out that when... We were in our group chat about this, like before we started recording. Came and said something about scantily clad on Friday night, and I was in the middle of a metal show. Saw my phone go off, read it, and said, "Get this Andrew Tate motherfucker out of here, and don't ever say that again." And then he's yeah. proceeded to say it eight times. These scantily told- clad females. Yeah. I told Ugh. you, I told you that I was going to lean heavier into it after you accused me of such atrocities. That's fine. I will um, like to say that Andrew Tate also has lung cancer and got diagnosed during Women's Month. So, is this true? What a, <laughs> a what a gift! Yeah. What a win for me. That is a gift to everyone. Fuck that guy. Yeah. Let's go. Sorry. Anyways, now, Zed takes the girls outside, gives them each a weapon, and tells them he's going to hunt them down. Daria gives him the middle finger, and the three girls book ass into the jungle. Brinky Stevens decides against her wants to leave the group, and then they head off, and uh, you know. They had off had set some traps or something. I don't know, it doesn't matter. Uh, apparently, the island isn't so empty as the first trap they find has a dead alien hanging from it. Now, Tisa apparently lost the map, what they were using, and she decides to break the cardinal rule that the group has d- decided to establish right off the bat by sticking together. And, well, guess what? She decides not to stick together anymore. So she heads off back down the trail in the same direction the Zed is going, and she goes to find the map while Daria and Brinky head the opposite direction. Zed yeah, they finds... should have Scooby Doo that shit at that point. Yeah, it's like the first thing they said. The first rule is Brinky Stevens is like, I'm gonna run back and just try to kill him. And Daria's like, No, don't do that. We have to stick together. So they run yeah, off. Yeah, we'll outnumber him. Fifteen seconds later, Tisa goes, I don't have the map anymore. 
And bring so, uh, and Daria's like, okay, well then fucking go back and get it while we go this way and you go that way. Yeah. So when he gives them he gives them knives as their weapons and gives them a map and says there's a temple on the other side of this island that has a bunch of laser guns, but you have to watch out for like the ghost realm or whatever it's fucking called. And here's this map, and here's three knives for the three of you gals. Good luck. You have an hour, and then I'm going to fucking kill you with my bare hands and probably do some weirdo shit because I'm a wannabe Christian Bale, and I have leather pants on and a crossbow laser. Fuck off. Mm-hmm. So at first, Daria has the map, and then for some reason, she fucking gives it to Tisa, and she's like, here, you, you keep this. Stuffs it in her bra. Which it's very important to note because there's a joke that's made about this. Daria is like a full C cup. She is. Yeah. Oh, she's, she's, she's got built some nice like a shit brick house. <laughs> well, I mean, that's a okay. way to put it. Yeah. And speaking of A's, that's what Tisa's working with. Yeah. So she shoves the map in her fucking slave top, like mm-hmm. just her little like leather just Mm -hmm. puts it in there and they're running through the jungle and then they're like we don't know which way to go and she goes to grab it and she's like oh no it's fallen out and then daria goes yeah i should have known better than to put it there (laughs) daria's daria's too smart she's She's witty man she's witty as hell she's great i did fall in love with her i don't blame rick yeah yeah it's fair zed finds one of the traps but is too cautious and too wise to be fooled by cave lady tricks he ends up finding himself in between Tisa and the other two girls. And Brinky Stevens decides to prevent Tisa from being caught. So she inexplicably jumps out and yells boo. So she gets shot in the back with an arrow. However, this does allow Tisa and Dario to reunite and run off, but not before clipping Zed with a weakly thrown hunting knife. Yeah, One of them had to die. Name. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a bummer it was Brinky Stevens, but also at the same time. Has she ever lived in a movie? I honestly don't think so. Every Uh, movie I've seen of her? I really don't think she's ever lived through it. She's probably died more times than Sean Bean at this point. Oh, sure. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. And Zed chases off after the girls, but stops to calm his leather pants. Yeah, he definitely creamed his leathers for sure. Yeah, he definitely did. I'm glad. I still don't understand this, but he definitely calms himself. Don't, yeah. don't try to explain it to me. He calms himself. It's fine. The, yeah, he does. The two girls stumble across a different fortress, and they solve a Resident Evil-style puzzle and make their way inside. Apparently, this uh, new fortress is made up of nothing but fog machines since no one can see inside of it, and the two immediately get separated. Here's what kills me about this scene. Mm-hmm. There's this whole buildup about them finding the temple, and I thought the whole thing was going to be a sham, right? Like I was like, mm. no shot he's giving them the fucking directions to where guns are but he did there's this whole fucking build up and it's like them walking up and they like walk up slow and their jaws are like dropped and they're like there's like this oh skyrim music in the fucking back you know Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then the camera pans and it's just a brick wall (laughs) i left because it's like this big build up and it's just brick wall yeah it, it was giving okay. me uh, like Gandalf trying to get into the minds of Moria the way they were like looking at this wall like, hmm, how do we do this? And it's just a fucking brick wall. Literally. And, and it's like there's writing on the top 
And then there's one symbol on the left side of the door and one symbol on the right side of the door. And they're like, we have to push them at the same time, probably. Daria just... reads Daria reads the thing because apparently she can read some ancient alien script or something. She dude, has this girl... a brain, dude. Dude, she's this so girl is on point. And she's like, yeah, okay, so apparently life and death, if we press them at the same time, that's I'm mean, like, this makes no sense. But honestly, this is just, like I said, just like a Resident Evil puzzle. Yeah. It just really is. Yeah, it's uh, just there. Apparently, the the this new fortress is filled with space zombies because one jumps out and Daria gives it the old ear to ear neck slice, and then Tisa gets snatched up, but also ends the space zombies' life as well. Unfortunately for Tisa, there is also another creature, a uh, a grotesque alien creature with a toothy vagina for a mouth, and it uh, knocks her out and tries to kidnap her. Correct me if I'm and wrong. this isn't the first time we've seen this creature, or is it? it I is. think it, we see it at the. I think we see it at the very, very, very beginning of the film, and yeah. uh, Zed kills it because it's attacking another slave girl. Oh, okay. I, 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 I didn't put those together. I was like, we saw this creature at the beginning, and now we're seeing it again. I was like, I felt like it had some sort of a meaning, but I see now it's probably just like one of many like it in this I, world. I suppose. Um, honestly, don't know. It's indestructible, the, apparently, though. Yeah, the, like, bodysuit that this actor's wearing to play this, like, alien vagina mouth guy is, like, so Halloween costumey mask. Mm -hmm, you yeah. can, like, see it, because he's, like, laying out, like, I'm dead. Ugh. Yeah. And Tisa's like, oh, he has an arm gun. Let me just yank that off of his body, for fuck's sake. I don't it doesn't matter um and then he starts to wake up and as he's like getting up you can see it like rippling and like crinkling like a normal like shirt or any mm -hmm. like i could smell that fucking costume it smells like the inside oh, of a spirit sure. halloween you, know, you say with that the fog machines and the fucking plastic i could smell it you know you say that but the truth is is if you ever go to florida and go out to one of those beaches if you look at one of those 70 year old florida ladies with those oh, yeah. alligator tans like their <laughs> skin wrinkles the same way as this costume yes. does so yeah it does it's also giving like dollar store predator oh no, I'm, sure. i was gonna say that yeah and, he's and i'm predator shocked is. to see that this movie came out three months after predator so like it, i think it's probably just a coincidence unless they filmed this movie like within two weeks after predator was would not shock released, me which actually wouldn't shock me but <laughs> well they would have had to have like filmed it and then immediately released the film like it was like we filmed it in two weeks and then released it in two like we edit well honestly the way this movie plays out i could I mean, see it might, shooting it, it, editing it been... and releasing it in a total of four weeks yeah and and with it only being in like two very quick scenes like it might have been like a thing they did late in production Could yeah be. you're like Could you're like <laughs> trying to work it out you're like well and then you're like yeah no it actually makes sense yeah no no no, no what might work could have been yeah. daria opens up a loot crate and finds an eight foot long laser blaster from hell inside presumably exotic quality super rare i tell you what brother and she blasts the vagina face alien to death saving tisa's life tisa checks the crate and finds a common equality smg because 
She ain't Daria. She ain't the lead. And that bitch Daria is a loot ninja. I tell you what, brother. Then they make some pew-pew noises and stand around like Bond girls in a softcore porn parody. Yeah. Literally pew-pew noises. Yeah, which which did a lot for me, but I, this was the okay. aforementioned doing moment. Doing a lot for you or what type of doing a lot for you? This is the aforementioned moment where the alien turns into a purple circle and disappears. Isn't it? No, 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 no. We, no? we were not there yet. Sorry, I'm just around in the corner. My mind's all my mind's all buzz right now. Back in the jungle, the robots bring Zed a towel so he can presumably clean the cum off of himself and resume the hunt. Yeah. Yeah, or what? <laughs> Takes one. <laughs> what? Takes one to know one, what? brother. Yeah. <laughs> Unbeknownst to everyone, old vagina face rises from the dead again and starts to prowl the jungle. His mission is to eat dicks, I think. Okay, this fucking guy. Um, I forgot to bring something up, but when the girls are still in the temple, they're like, we don't know the way out. We're so lost. The only way we can do it is by shooting in a 360 degree circle. And whichever way doesn't echo is the way out. Maybe I'm just a fucking total dumbass. Didn't know that was a thing. But also, when they're shooting in 360 degrees, you hear the pew-pews, but you don't see the pew-pews. There's no lasers coming out of those guns. And it's great. It's great. But yeah, um, Zed does have to clean the cum off of his pants because I imagine trying to hunt human beings in leather pants is hard. Let alone with whipped cream everywhere. Right. Yeah. You know, Rugger Hour was able to do it in split seconds. So, but how many people are Rugger Hour? Okay. That is actually that's one. actually a very good point. I was going to say only one. Only yeah. one. The girls get into a, a pew pew battle with Zed, and Daria falls off the most immaculately constructed paper mache log to ever exist. This Correct. opens the door for Zed to kidnap Tisa. What he doesn't realize is that Daria isn't actually dead. She got herself on a water hose painted to look like a vine. She's hanging by a moment. Cue up the <sighs> life house. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Fuck it. I'm done here. Okay. I'm done. Hanging by a moment. Hanging by a moment here with you. Oh, God damn it. You're welcome. Zed, Zed takes Tisa back to the fortress to... um. <clears throat> do <clears throat> bad things and uh daria shows up and stops things from getting too out of hand thankfully but she, hey, it guess was what? getting rapey again she now has armor on but not like game of thrones armor but more like soul caliber 2 armor and if you get that reference tell the host at golden corral save trash 20 for 20 percent off your next visit golden corral <laughs> where old people come to die i mean oops i meant to dine yep that's exactly what we meant golden corral Taglines. Can I tell you something that I bought yesterday that has nothing to do with Golden Corral, but everything to do with that punchline? <laughs> yes. I got sent a shirt yesterday that I purchased um, and will be wearing to the office and my next appearance on the show. Um, that is a Cracker Barrel shirt in a metal logo. Wow. What? So it says cracker barrel but it's like all metal and looks like tree branches dude it's fucking nasty okay. anyways that corral. pretty dope can we Thanks. can we take a moment to kind of say that maybe hanging by a moment is the theme of this podcast because the first lines of the song 
Desperate for changing, starving for truth. Is that not what we do at Save Trash Cinema? Wait, does Lighthouse still exist? Can they sponsor the show? I mean, maybe. They might I think do they should little... get the band back together for this show. They're they not. should write us a new theme song. A- am I wrong, then, though? Are uh, Desperate no. for Changing, Starving for Truth. That is... <laughs> some, that's, that's Save Trash and, Cinema right there. Uh, we want to save Trash Cinema and fight big box office. We're desperate for changing. I think yeah. we shouldn't put ourselves in just a Lifehouse box. I think we need to put ourselves in a Divorced Dad Rock box. Mm, okay. So, do well, it good that news way you is will. That Patrick Creep. and I are halfway there. Which is that our wives will probably divorce us soon enough. The downside is we don't have kids, but we can make that happen. Probably. There's a knock at my door right now. I guarantee you, it's it's divorce papers. I would. You're being served in your own home with your wife in the other room next to you. Yes, I guarantee it. Zed and Daria duel for a while, then the two robots show up. They try to laser blast Tisa, but she uses an armor chest plate to redirect the beam into the other, killing it. R.I.P. Robot number two. She, I mean, she's my Captain America. Let's just put it that way. Um, she's Captain Carter, but go off. Yeah, you're right. Fair, fair, fair. Daria the knees Zed square in the juice box. Girl boss shit. And then Vagina Face shows back up, finally, and he knocks out Zed, only for Daria to hit him in the back with a club, then vaporizes him. Once again, trash cinema, folks. That's right. I Wait. forgot it was a club that did it. It wasn't even a gun. That's right. I forgot... We forgot to completely fucking mention that when Vagina Face, Great Value Predator, leaves the temple and is in the jungle, speaks English (laughs) and goes, I gotta find her. Yeah. I must find her. And he's talking about Tisa. And I'm like, is he in love with her? Or like, does he just want to fucking kill her? But he's just standing in the middle of this jungle and is like, I gotta find her. I gotta find her. And I'm like, I somehow must have missed this entirely. What am I fucking watching? It's yeah, it was very upsetting. quick. Um, I was like, I still okay. want to know how that club vaporizes someone. Same. It's a laser club. Next question. Yeah, laser. All right, fair enough. The two <laughs> girls then run into the spaceship's garage and try to hijack the ship. Zed's not quite dead yet and crawls his busted ass into the trophy room and plops down on his throne room chair. Now, Daria and Tisa escape the planet and then Zed blows up his fortress, killing himself because he's a little bitch boy. Yeah, here's my question. Did he blow up the fortress or was he blowing up the entire island or the or the pl- just, what? I think it was fortress, but actually this is like my biggest issue with the movie, which might be surprising that because there's been a lot wrong with this movie and a lot, right? It's all been the same. Honestly, I really like it. I was upset that Daria and Tisa didn't actually get to kill him themselves. Mm, That's fair. Yeah, same. That's totally fair. Yeah. I am too. Like, I'm glad he died. It just, I I didn't like that. He got to make the choice himself. I didn't like, I agree. Because all his whole thing was taking agency away from these people. Mm. Let's take his agency away and kill him ourselves. Sure. That's what I would have liked. And he tried to rape my friend and our new, and my, um, love of my life for nine hours. Yeah. Um, sister. So, you know, but we could, we could juxtapose it against the idea that like Daria is making a conscious decision, not to kill him because she doesn't want to be him, you know? Yeah, we could. I don't, they didn't I don't, tell us I don't like that idea. I don't yeah. like it, but like, I mean, potentially that could be a thought process. Sure. Mm, I don't think this movie had 
that <laughs> at all anywhere. Yeah, that's fair. Now, as Daria and Tisa fly off through space, Daria looks at Tisa and tells her not to worry about where they go next, as the universe is vast. Roll credits. The universe is vast. We can explore anywhere. We're in our mid-20s and we're hot. We can go anywhere we want and not have a problem. Not shocking in the slightest to learn that this movie was sold and funded simply because of its title. No. Not like... (laughs) Zero shock factor. (laughs) Or someone do that in the live house voice for me, please. (laughs) Nobody... I don't know that it works in the lighthouse. I mean, I'll try. You have to. I can't do it. It's like it's not. It. it, it, My brain doesn't compute. Cheaping out. That's what I hear. Cheaping out. Hanging by your cinema worth your. There we go. I love that. Actually, that should be our new theme song. Saving trash cinema with you. Oh God, yeah, man. Pump it in my veins. All right, guys. Well, that brings us to the end of the episode where we ask the question. Save it or can it? Would you save this film or would you can this film? I'm going to start off with you, Liz, as I like to do to take agency away from Patrick. Wow. So, Liz, tell us the hard truth. Uh, Should this film be saved or canned? Before I get into that, I would not be doing my job here if I did not bring up the tit-for-tat count, which if this is your first episode with me on here, the tit-for-tat count is something that I've made up myself. Um, and I have made a job out of nothing to where I can keep coming back here, which is um, how many sets of titties did we see in this movie? And the number is four. Thinking. Uh, in four. terms of just like four women or we saw tits four times? Four times. Okay. Mm-hmm. Four times. That sounds about right. Four times. Breaking um, on the table. Tisa and the beach, Daria with Rick. I don't know. And then like, she, and then when she's Brinky's um, chained up, Brinky's yeah. chained up four times. Yeah, yeah, four yeah, times. yeah, four times. Four um, times. so that's your tit for tat count. Thank you, thank now, you, thank yeah. you. Yes, of course. It's a, t- it's a thankless job. Um, I do it without getting paid. Um, the so saving it or canning it. So again, I had. I don't look movies up before I watch them um, unless I've seen them and I bring them here, um, which I've done once. But um, (laughs) there, I had nothing thought on this and leaving it, I had nothing thought on this. And four times is not enough for me Mm. for what this title is and how scantily clad. Oh, God. Brother. Yeah, I Brother. vomited in my mouth. But how the, the way everyone there's just lingerie the entire time. It's not enough for me. I'm going to can it. And that's okay. a first. That's that a is first a first for, for you. Yeah, that's a first. It's a first. All right. For you. Okay. For you. We got it. We got a can for me. from Liz. Now, Patrick, I kind of have a sneaking suspicion. I know how this is going to go. So because we have to save it or can it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I this is it, it falls in this category, this kind of in-between category that I've brought up so many times on this show where like if you are just chilling, looking for a movie to watch, this is not the movie for you. But if you're in like the group setting, let's have a a, a fun time by watching some trash cinema. I think this is one to consider. But I I watched this movie with 
rose and we didn't have a great time watching it. I had more fun recording it than watching it. So it, it, I ultimately, I do think it's a can. However, I, like if, if you are going to be watching this with a group of people, or if you like this genre as much as Cayman does, then I think this is a save for you. But for me personally, I, it's a can. Mm. All right. So we got two cans and that brings it down to me. Not that we really have an option on saving it at this point. Yeah, I mean, I can't disagree with anything you guys had said. The movie can be quite milquetoast at times, um, and it is a little slow. I think that's yeah. my biggest hang-up. It, is it's the pacing little, is bad. The pacing's not very good in this movie. It does pick up a, like at, at the, around the halfway point. That's when things start to get a little bit more exciting. But even then, it still kind of drags. Um, I don't think this is a movie that you would probably get a ton of enjoyment out of watching by yourself just because... Yeah. I mean, maybe if you're shit face drunk, but like really at that point, like probably don't get shit face drunk by yourself watching. A movie. <laughs> yeah, um, there's a you know. bigger issue there, maybe. Yeah. Well, so, is that a problem? Like, do we? No, I mean, you can get shit face drunk. Time. Want, I don't know. You know, here's the thing. I, I think with this movie is there are a lot of parts of this movie that are really fun. Um, there are some really funny moments in this, especially when the two robots have their lovers quarrel. That is fucking hysterical. One of the funniest things I've seen in a film. Um, but, you know, those moments of of fun, those moments to be had, they're few and far between. Yeah. And honestly, the truth is, is there's better trash cinema sci-fi films out there that you could spend your time with. I For would sure. recommend like uh, Star Crash is a perfect example of how save like trash cinema works really well with the sci-fi format and and that's just one of many where yeah. i don't know if this film necessarily fits into that i will say shout out to elizabeth Kaitan. she is fucking stellar in this movie her acting oh, is wooden really good shit, but yeah. like her character is great and that's the thing is that this is the hardest part is that there's like this movie does things really like shockingly well that we don't really see much um, however, at the same time, this movie also does a lot of shit really bad. You know what I would love to see from this film is someone on YouTube go the route of the original short story, The Most Dangerous Game, cut this into like a 25-minute short film of the movie, and I bet it would fucking be a 5 out of 5. Like if, yeah. if you cut out all the fat, which is a lot of this movie, there is something that could be really fun and cool here, but mm -hmm. there's just, for being nearly an hour and a half, it's just like, it really drags a lot. And yeah, well, and that's the thing, and that's, the, I think the biggest complaint I have is the movie is 75 minutes long, an hour and 15 minutes. And it, there should, at that point, there should be no dragging. Like if you look at right. something like uh, No Retreat, No Surrender, like that movie moves at a breakneck pace and sure almost none of it makes sense but like it's better because but it's fun the whole time but it's fun the whole time this movie i don't think is fun the whole time and therefore for me i will be joining the the chorus of cans this wow. is going to be one yeah. of the rare times that i actually can a film i i think i can okay let me say it. i can with an asterisk on where like i think you could throw this movie on during a party and like, if you just stumble in at random points, like there, you could probably have fun like that. Um, but I, do, I really don't think that this is a movie that. But standing alone, standing alone, I don't a think it's a uh, yeah. Standing alone definitely is a can. Um, but you know, that's just how the cookie crumbles, and that's yeah. how. Look, we want to give you the most accurate uh, opinions on these films, and our job is to save or to can. And this film, unfortunately, resides in the 
the waste bin of time. Yes. If you've enjoyed the show, please rate, review, and share the hell of it. Your friends, loved ones, and worst of enemies. Honestly, word of mouth is key here, and we are beggars also. Fuck Keith. Fuck him, man. If you're interested in video games, check out our sister podcast, The Spotlight Games Podcast, and all of your favorite streaming services. We, uh, we stream live every Tuesday at Twitch at 8 p.m. Eastern, so join us there. And if you're interested in TV shows, guess what? Uh, we are doing one called Spotlight TV. Episodes go live every Monday night, sometimes, or early Tuesday mornings. We don't really know. And guess what? We're streaming that show live on Twitch um, at 8 p.m. Eastern as well. And we're currently covering The Last of Us on HBO. So if you don't want to miss out on the conversation, join us live there. Those shows are incredibly fun. In the meantime, you can follow me at The Dumpster Boy. Uh, Patrick, where can they follow you? They can follow me at Patrick Schwag on Twitter if you are so obliged, if you want to, you know, see what I have to say, which is not a lot. I love it. Now, Liz. You just completed a 12-hour marathon stream on Twitch, raising money for the Trevor Project, which we absolutely love to hear. We, we endorse and support that entirely. So why don't you tell the folks at home where they can follow you, where they can find you, and how they can help support your channel? Um, I am live on Twitch every Monday and Thursday night at 8 p.m. little conflict there, um, but that's okay. Um at twitch.tv slash McLean with the 2014. Um, with the 12-hour stream I did yesterday, there was some incentives that I unlocked that I got to do. Um, so just a little peek on what I have coming down the content pipeline. Um, I have an American Truck Simulator cosplay stream that I'm doing. Stop. <laughs> um, yeah. Wheel and pedal. And everything. No, you're getting you get the rig. Yeah, Trevor has a wheel and pedal. Just run over there, and I'm gonna steal it for a night. Yeah. Um, I also have a um, horror game stream planned with a game called Forewarned, which is where yeah. you're, um, like, uh, I don't know the fucking word, archaeologist. Maybe I don't know. You're like going through like Egyptian tombs, and like scary shits coming to get Sounds you. Sounds like it's an archaeologist. Terrifying. Uh, yeah, I guess that was the word. Um, and then I also have to plan another 12-hour stream at some point on a Saturday um, because that was a stretch goal. We raised over $200 yesterday, so super proud of that um, and awesome. super fucking tired. Um, so you can see that coming, and you can find updates on that on my Twitter, which is just McLean with it, 1C, not 2. I love it. I love it. I love it. And guys, go over there and support Liz. She's doing amazing things. In the meantime, you can follow our sister podcast at Spot Games Pod on Twitter, Spotlight Games Pod on Instagram, or excuse me, Spot Games Pod on Twitter, Spotlight Games Pod on Instagram. I should know this by this point. I've been doing, we've been doing this well over, like, yeah, it's okay. we're doing this too long. Um, and then you can go and follow uh, Spotlight TV at Spotlight TV Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Remember, fight big box office, save trash cinema.